0: I can look. I'm gonna give. The, look, I have a. Are we officially started?
1: Well, let's let's officially start, then we can. Yes. Good evening and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold order progressive standards never agreed to. Tonight, we're talking about the uh, Peacock streaming horror film that they really pushed on every channel possible to talk about how it was a, a gay slasher film, and boy does it disappoint. It's they slash them. I'm your host, Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and Cenobites. First, they're here to challenge of the sexy werewolf, sexy vampire binary, my co-host Ben Kahn. Ben, how are you tonight? A
0: long extended sigh. Yep, uh, yep, yep. They slash them. Their shocking tale of a thing you already know to be nightmarishly terrible is in fact nightmarishly terrible.
1: Imagine. And yeah. with the cinnamon roll of Cenobites, our co-host Emily Martin. How are you tonight, Emily.
2: Well, I've reached a new appreciation of trans and non-binary visibility day, because apparently if you're non-binary, you can't be seen by sh- straight people. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Ben? I, is Ben on the fall?
1: Non-binary people and John Cena. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> our guest, uh, the author of the Diversity and Horror blog and friend of the podcast, Morgan. Morgan, how are you? I'm doing well,
3: thank you. Although non is great now that I've seen this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the real the, the true it's, horror of the podcast is the movies we watched along the way there's a character
0: yes. in this movie that i think i can only describe as luciferian
1: sure sure yeah uh so i'm gonna do the quick recap on this because i'm too irritated by it not to so uh, it is written directed by john logan who has quite a history of writing things. There's, you know, things that have won Academy Awards, like The Aviator, and things that didn't, like the last Alien movie. And, uh, you know, a good and a bad James Bond movie. So they're really running the gamut here.
0: Much like my personal blender, it's a real mixed bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, (laughs) you like
2: that one? Oh, boy. That's pretty good, actually. It's going to be one
0: of those kinds of episodes, (laughs) y'all.
2: Where I... I Want to yell so
1: much we're this in one... resident
0: evil territory right now for how fucking unhinged i plan on getting less
1: <laughs> so this one stars uh, habitual bad horror movie maker kevin bacon non-binary rockstar who's really trying to hold this whole thing together theo germain uh we also got Anna Klumsky coming in here we got carrie preston and a whole horde of uh of good convincingly queer kids and a few that they just throw into the background because fat people aren't allowed to be main characters. Like literally, there's a handful of people in this movie that just like are there to say they that they were there and do not have lines. They're, they're they didn't part need to. Be.
0: The, this movie could have it could have just been just the speaking role characters at this camp getting this one week. They didn't oh. need to fill out the numbers for realism.
2: They, but they did need to fill out the numbers for the ensemble cast for the musical number.
3: See, I would thought they were going to fill out the numbers because they needed, like, victims for the slasher, but sadly, that didn't happen. And I was like, what well, was the purpose of those characters?
0: I, I did go into a, the movie being like, if this is a movie where I'm just going to see traumatized queer you've picked off one by one, I'm not. fuck this podcast. I'm not finishing this movie.
1: <laughs> I feel like somehow it's worse than that. Somehow some, it yeah. manages to be worse because, like, here's here's what happened: we get some real like bullshit intro by head counselor Kevin Bacon, who is running this whole thing. It is a a conversion camp for mostly not queer kids, mostly queer people who are somewhere between nineteen and twenty four. It seems. Oh, yeah. somehow of these... have a reason to be there anyway
0: kids are established to be over 18 for this to make sense yeah
1: he is ultimately okay because for some reason this movie decides we need to see a lot of girls naked ass for no reason in this movie yeah there are discretion shots for every kill for this there are not discretion shots in any shower scene
0: what do we want to already start talking about balthazar the Fucking comically stereotypically creepy groundskeeper.
2: Yeah, like um... someone's got to go in his room, right? Like somebody <laughs> has to go in his room at some point, unless he just lives there and eats rabbits all
3: day. And That's even weird. then, this
0: is the creepy groundskeeper has maybe a minute and a half of screen time in the entire movie, where it is established that he lives in a house full of creepy dolls and watches teenage girls shower through a hidden camera.
3: Yeah. And there's yes. no Wi-Fi, but apparently they have fiber optic or something. Isn't Balthazar the name of the uh, the creature from Basket Case? I don't know. I know that it's the first name of Balthazar Getty, the actor, who's
2: the son of J. Paul Getty.
1: It's talking about this movie is difficult because there's so many things you want to talk about at the same time. Yes. Well well simultaneously not much happens. So like we, we do get the camp counselors who are our like major actors for the most part in this movie. Kevin Macon is Owen. He's the head of the thing. Cora is his wife, who is a quack psychologist whose job is to make people feel bad about being gay or non-binary or whatever else in this, and then disappear for large amounts of the movie. There is Molly, the doctor played by Anna Klumsky, who is, we're told is new to the camp this year and uh, largely seems to not be as involved in the horribleness of this camp, and we'll find out later why. And then there are two camp counselors who we find out later are a couple. They don't really introduce them that way, but boy, is there a, a scene. There's oh, yeah, Zane, played by Haley Griffin, and Boone Platt. And then we have Balthazar, the groundskeeper, who has maybe a line.
2: He grunts. I
0: think that's all we see of, of him is that he
2: just is yeah. like...
1: He pushes a wheelbarrow and lives in a so shack full of creepy uh, dogs. With,
0: with Molly the nurse, did this twist surprise you? And by the time it came, did you care?
1: No, but let's
2: let's finish the recap because I, I could
1: go on for an hour about the ball and the nurse stuff, and probably yeah. will when we get there. Yeah. So the the first thing they do is Owen Kevin Bagan gives this large speech about how they're not there to convert them if they don't want to be converted. They just think you know they they might be happier if they can come to terms with who they really want to be. So they are then going to basically undermine the speech for the rest of the story. But it's there, and Kevin Bacon sure does deliver it in a, a way that seems creepy. And the, the first thing they do is divide them up into boys' cabin and girls' cabin, which is where we first meet uh, Jordan, played by Theo Germain, who is non-binary, goes by they, them pronouns, and uh, they make a, a big deal out of this and then allow Jordan to go stay in the boys' cabin or basically give them a wherever they're comfortable from there. They'll figure it out. Then we we have like just a, a series of like they have them all sit around and explain their backstories to the camera or at least the ones that we're supposed to care about. Like I said, the bigger girl, the girl with the braids, uh, these other people don't have backstories. They're just there to fill in the background. And you would think be slashed at some point. That's not going to happen. But we do also meet Alexandra, who is they will reveal in like the next scene she is trans by like having one of the counselors walk in on her in the shower and then them force her to go live in the boys' dorm. I um,
0: hated that scene and was very confused because I did not realize that was supposed to be a twist.
1: Yeah, um, I have a lot of issues with that whole
0: the whole I, I mean
1: situation.
0: I mean, I just barging in on a trans woman in a sha in the shower is. I know this is a horror movie, but I I just I hate it so fucking much. It's it's really.
2: It. It's really upsetting. And also the like f- narrative framing around that is completely incomprehensible.
1: Yeah, there's Apologies. there's Toby, who's our, yeah. our stereotypical black theater gay. There's Kim, who is our, but I'm a cheerleader. There's Veronica, who is our, we're led to believe angry bisexual, who is upset about being bisexual, but will later learn is actually, has actually like planted herself in there for her college newspaper midsummer there's Stu, who is a wannabe frat boy who is very upset about how he is turning out to be gay and then there's gabriel we'll get to that uh there's there's just there's so much Mm -hmm. to talk about about gabriel it's not even worth going into introducing gabriel right now Mm -hmm. um yeah so then we have a lot of therapy speak we have the trans reveal which is done by a counselor busting in on what's supposed to be a teenage girl in the shower anyway. And we get a full shot of her her naked ass and the rest of her her body from behind. And then an implication that, you know, there's other stuff we're not seeing. None of which I feel comfortable with at all, especially considering what this this movie feels like they need to cut away from. We did get, you know, an early scene at the beginning of a, a woman on the road being killed. A real weird choice of unnamed at that point character to be killed, as they do sort of have some non-binary indicators in the way they look, the way they're dressed. But we'll we'll find out later on that uh, they were. Are you not... saying
0: hoodies and murder masses non-binary culture? Because <laughs> you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my. My wife, who had not seen this movie before we watched it last night, was commenting on the fact that the character who was killed in the first scene of this movie is dressed exactly like outdated SNL stereotype It's Pat, which, considering the, like, rest of this movie and then, like, what comes later is troubling.
0: I like how the killer just nonsensically teleports, like, five times in this opening scene. Like, she's fucking Nightcrawler. And then, like... Has animal husbandry, I guess, like, has this fucking really
2: bad looking CGI deer? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's several scenes of them going through specifically, they're told they're just going to do shit that's stereotypically male and female so that they can learn their gender roles. The guys all go out and shoot and the girls literally go make pies to serve to the boys. A thing that never actually happens, they don't ever actually serve them. Because this movie has other stuff it wants to get to. The gun scene ends with them telling Toby to shoot a dog. The the nice pet dog of the uh, the camp. Jordan will eventually be the one who does it to spare Toby. But Duke is very clearly just asleep in the field. They didn't have, I guess, blood or prosthetics or whatever for the dogs. (laughs) They just had that good dog way down in the field. (laughs) They They were like, this dog has been shot now. And the girls ends with uh, the female counselor flirting, bubblingly, not flirting, sexually harassing kids. There you go, actually <laughs> assaulting. With flirting, yeah. First, going a question about word choice
0: when... to give you a chance to correct it on your own. Yeah. She <laughs> <I laughs> starts
1: with flirting, and then she has everybody else leave so she can sexually harass her. Including Veronica, who seems to know that there is something bad going on here and just leaves anyway.
2: I have some comments about that, but there's another pin.
1: Yeah, so I could, this is this is the point where I got so frustrated with the whole thing that I lost track. We do have Cora's interview scene with uh, with Jordan, where they try and convince them that all of everything about them being non-binary, a thing which they have been very sure about up to this point, is just some made-up bullshit that they made up because they only have brothers and they wanted to be special. Jordan is so put out by this. That Alexandra has to drop an episode of Glee in the middle of this movie so that they can all sing a pink song about how they're <laughs> nothing less than perfect. And a fucking, fucking stove can do a slide across the floor, a <laughs> thing which there's that's no reason for, it. and and he has.
2: He just suddenly changes. He's suddenly like, "Oh, we're doing musicals now." Oh, okay, so I can't be
1: gay.
0: Sue's entire <laughs> character arc happens in the span of a single knee slide. Which, I mean, like, if
2: this was a different movie, I'd be down. But like,
0: this movie's tone is more all over the place than Carmen fucking San Diego. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where is Carmen San Diego? She-, she needs to fucking hide this movie in the bottom of the lake. And The I don't...
1: wildest thing at this point is that at this point, Jordan is like, hey, shit's weird here. I should go creep into like the main office when everybody else is asleep and look in the second drawer I find and find fucking Kevin Bacon's file of pictures of people he's assaulted and bruises and things like that. Not like any sort of like... You would think maybe they would have a collection of photos of like you know, these these queer teens that they've converted, getting married or having happy lives or graduating or something. But he has just kept pictures of what looks like 50 years of kids being beaten and chained up and everything else. And he just keeps them in an unlocked file in the second drawer down in his desk. Um, yeah.
2: And nothing else is in that file. Like, nothing else is in that file folder. It's just these pictures that is in a file folder and there's no lock on it. I don't know
1: how old Owen is supposed to be, but he's been collecting this orgy of evidence, I guess, since he was 10. I don't know. I guess the the rest of
0: them are on the wall. At the very least, if I'm dedicating a whole drawer in my desk to just, like, my child torture evidence, I'm at least putting a lock on that drawer, probably.
3: Yeah. it's just got a whole drawer of, like, child torture porn, and it's just uncomfortable. But it also begs the question, like, why is he into that? I don't know, I mean,
0: there I will be say, so
1: many questions begged by his behavior anybody,
0: anybody who is already running a gay conversion camp, I already assume is capable of unfathomable evil,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I feel like he actually was like the mentor to Balthazar and like Balthazar hes like,' we Balthazar, you can't live in that room and have all your fucking weird dolls and look at the look at the girls because you know. This is a fucked up so, suitcase. I think we just need to throw it out.
0: So what um, we're saying here is that if you've is Shaun of the Dead, then Kevin Bacon is the Simon Pegg to Balthazar's Nick Frost. Except just Nick Balthazar Frost- is Kevin Bacon's layabout friend.
2: Actually, no. Like, I would not compare any of these characters to Simon Pegg or Nick Frost. Or what I was going to do was compare them to the guy from um, Glass Onion that's going through some things. They're at the camp, like- Kevin Bacon's like, "Oh yeah, you can come hang out here. I know that, you know, we can um just build you a fucking mannequin house and you can like play all the song you want."
1: Yeah, so Balthazar somewhere in here gets killed. It doesn't really matter where because this is not part of the rest of the story. Balthazar has a shed full of creepy mannequin dolls and then talking dolls and and everything else. That also not relevant because like he has a secret camera in the girls' shower and is watching girls shower. So no, we are watching girls shower. There's no like discretion shot there. We don't see that over his shoulder. We just they just show us the backs of these you know teenage girls showering, just full on asses and everything. I don't know why this movie is doing any of this. And then our our slasher, uh, we've only really seen at the beginning. Now they make their second appearance. They've got a, a wooden mask with staples across the middle of it. And a robe, and they uh, beat his head into the computer monitor, and we won't find out any of of what happened with that for another hour. We have the kids going out into the woods and being handcuffed together and left to stay out there overnight, and then having to come back to camp at the end. Nothing happens with that, other than it being more time for them to drop some exposition on
2: the ways
1: in which they are gay and how they got here
2: jordan who has all of the powers like apparently this writer of this film assumes that non-binary people have like are just magic we are i mean i believe that i That's wish true. it was in a different film Magically This I wish, it, yes. yeah magic in a lot of ways and you know like jordan is like oh look there's a person with a mask over there i'm gonna talk to them like even though nobody in this movie talks like normal people Nobody in this movie does anything like a normal person would.
1: So, Nurse Molly, who has then uh, gone out to the cabin, which has like all sorts of things over the the windows and everything is boarded up, and it's just full of meat hooks and and chains for no apparent reason. And then she finds a a very fresh lock on a back door that leads to another room. But Cora will appear from nowhere to be like what the fuck molly are you not with the program do you not you're not allowed to explore if you're cool we also have veronica our angry bisexual admitting to kim that she's not actually angry and also she's a college student and telling kim that it's definitely not cool that this adult was sexually harassing her a high school student and then she will immediately have sex with this high school student in a long and surprisingly graphic sex scene that will be pretty closely followed by uh Stu going swimming and uh being met out in the water by Gabriel, who Stu will attempt to convince himself looks like a girl before Gabriel's like, No, I don't. And then they uh make out in the water and then go back to the weird, scary cabin so that they can have sex. But it turns out that Gabriel is a plant, Gabriel is actually the honeypot of the camp there to. Uh, have sex with random teenagers so that they can prove that they're not not gay yet and then can torture them by doing some, some clockwork orange shit but with the pictures from the front of Banana Republic.
0: Yeah. Uh, proving how committed he is to the cause of not being gay by endlessly seducing an infinite series of teenage
1: boys into sex. Wild. There's so many wild things about this including that i theoretically the people running this camp have a a a moral objection to people being gay and having same-sex relationships so they keep gabriel around to seduce other boys and have sex with them because i guess that's cool i feel Um, like
2: there's a lot of shaming of people who are like in denial or there is this whole thing about, like, hypocrisy, these freaks judging other people. The uh, the presentation of that is rough. R-U-F-F, rough. And that's another pin. That's my third pin. I can't remember what my other two were, but hopefully my, my rage will remind me.
1: Yeah. So they, they bring shocked Stu back to Nurse Molly to fix up, and Nurse Molly's like, what the fuck? Did you shock this kid with a car battery? And everybody's like, yeah, we thought you were cool, Molly.
3: Don't worry about it. Don't it's
1: worry not about even it.
3: like an electroshock like, machine. It's literally just a car battery that they like, hook them up to. Yeah, like yes, I am comfortable
0: torturing children on your job <laughs> application.
2: And also, the they, deal? this technique does not... It, like, first of all, I'm not even going to go there. Anyway... I the, properly
0: appreciate, though, that this movie features a scene... Of someone tricking a, a like a gay person tricking someone into sex and then explicitly calling himself a predator. Yes, yeah. so that
2: happens kind of twice. Like, there's two. Yeah, I hate it. A couple I times. I fucking hate it so I fucking, much. Fucking like I fucking I hate it, it too. And I'm like, if you're trying to make a comment about how people feel that way, it's not coming off, my dude. This is like just this. You're just saying it. Like you're not just you're not saying like and in that fucked up. Like no, you're you're just be like like. like I don't know if you're too in it or not in it enough that you understand the situation. I'm talking to the writer specifically, John Langdon or whatever the book his name is. I can't remember. Stuart Landon. I'm sorry, John Logan. I'm so sorry. I I did like that Gladiator.
0: Don't hook up with incomprehensibly European Lucifer. Crying paintings come to life.
2: That actor is Brazilian. He is very. He is
0: very. He is extremely beautiful. And I was some eyebrows. Um, I love it. He
3: has some everything. I oh, my God. I, I, I was very yeah. shocked when he took off the shirt. I was like, wow. He is... Yeah. Phoenix. You kind of would not expect him, him to be ripped. But then he takes his shirt off and he's like super ripped. And you're like, oh, so what was oh, he hiding you see, that? You see his arms
0: in the obstacle course. And I was like, oh, I see, what the fuck are you hiding under that shirt? I know. <laughs> I know, know. I'm seeing those guns. I know. And then and them, like. Them goddamn steel coils. It's just
2: yeah this- like it reminds me of like a gag in a like a kung Fu movie where the skinny guy like takes off his shirt and it's like he's so he's like it's a completely different actor under there, you know, obviously, but like in this case, it is the same actor
1: so we have then Jordan, Alexander and Toby decided that they're going to steal the bus and drive off during the night a thing that will not happen and will never come up again. At which point, Toby makes the first mention of the movie that he's in love with Stu and they're practically engaged now, despite them having zero chemistry and Stu having just literally fucked somebody else. And they say at this point that there's no way that they can leave through the woods here or back down the path. It's too dangerous. They don't know where they fuck they are. They should, like, it would be dangerous to do that and they shouldn't. A thing which they will quickly forget because in the night, we will then have a, a scene of our two camp counselors, Sarah and Zane, looking sort of, dry-humping, while looking at pictures of these teenage campers that they have been sexually assaulting and harassing throughout the day from their own phones. You guys put another um,
0: pin in that one.
3: Yeah, we're going to go back to that. <laughs> uh,
1: they are then yeah. ax-murdered by the slasher, who remembers that this is a slasher movie suddenly, because they killed the two of them, and then they go hang out in the water and uh, kill Gabriel who discovers that Balthazar's dead body is just floating in the water because that's, there's a whole woods around them and the killer apparently just threw the dead body into the lake where people do go swim. I want people to appreciate the
0: pacing of this movie. You get a slasher kill at the very beginning. The next slasher kill is not until like 50 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And and it's Balthazar who nobody will even notice is dead.
2: Yeah absolutely nobody know nobody fucking talks about it like
3: there's not even a hey have you seen balthazar around yeah like maybe he's
0: wandering
1: i mean i assume somebody said hey have you seen balthazar around somebody's like oh thank god no that guy's crazy
0: (laughs) balthazar feels like a character that like wasn't in the original draft of the movie but they tested it and they're like hey the slasher doesn't come back until literally, like, hour 20 of this movie. You need another kill somewhere. So they did a bunch of reshoots to, like, add Balthazar into a few
1: scenes. I don't even was, think he's in the same shot with other people. That's what movie. I'm saying. Yeah. Like,
0: he's a reshoot character where, like, they had to be like, and we're the staff. And then pan over to Balthazar by himself. Great. Right. Yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, People oh my god, character. I blame you. I I believe
2: you. I hundred percent believe you. And in like the whole, I think it was a completely different. It must have been a different director team because that's why he had like the crazy fucking mannequin house. It was Cause there was like, nothing else like that in the movie. It was and also
0: studio notes saying you need to have another kill earlier in the movie. We need to make the killer more based or
2: something like.
1: Okay, so at this point. Right. We're following Veronica and Kim, who decide to go back to the main office to get food in the middle of the night and discover that the four dead bodies of Balthazar and Gabriel and the camp counselors are there and run out scared. Oh, and Kevin Megan summons everybody to go stand in front of the thing for a while while they try to figure out what's going on, only to then just leave the kids standing around. He does. And this is what's wild, is everybody, including Molly, is outside and he, Owen says, I don't trust these kids with guns. Cora, take these keys from me and go get two guns out of the cabinet for you and me. Cora hey. leaves. Cora goes into the house. We see her go and open the gun cabinet and then gasps that she's being attacked by whoever the slasher is. And then following that, Molly is having a conversation with Jordan and several of the other kids outside about how, like, Alexandra should take these other kids who, like, are NPCs. This is an escort mission for NPCs at this point. Yeah. That Alexandra and Toby, who to this point has been established to not be able to do anything effectively, should, like, other than steal my heart. Toby... <laughs> That's true. Toby, I love Toby.
0: Toby, is... Toby is entirely. Uh, Just a pure stereotype, and yet manages to be the best character, like, by far.
1: Yeah. They decide that these two should go on an NPC escort mission to take the kids out of town. Uh, Molly gives them her phone and says, As soon as you get to where there's signal, call the police, a thing black trans women notoriously love to do. And uh, Molly runs off to go do something. And then Jordan decides to go into the house where Owen has disappeared now and, like, goes to go get guns, discovers there's nobody at the gun cabinet. The gun cabinet's still locked. They try to open it, and they hear Owen coming, so they go hide in the closet where they find Korra's dead body, having been killed by the slasher.
0: The the timeline of this sequence is impossible. Literally makes zero fucking sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's Entirely avoidable. Doesn't make sense.
0: Anna is, it's, it's It's Nightcrawler. She teleported while everyone's back was turned, did a little murder, and then teleported back.
1: So here is where, like, Owen comes in and is looking for Cora. Cora's obviously dead in the closet, so it doesn't, he doesn't find her. And Jordan is hiding in the closet. When we...
0: It's so fucking clever, Movie So fucking clever! I when, hate it. I hate this.
1: I didn't show. even think
2: about that. I didn't even oh, think about that. But, Jesus. oh
1: my God. When the slasher shows up to kill Owen and reveals that they are, in fact, Anna McClumsky, Nurse Molly, whose name is not actually Molly. Not that that matters. It's Angie. Uh, Molly I- apparently was the person that was killed in the first part of the movie. Who is, you know, was supposed to be the new nurse here. I had her as Nurse Veep in my notes, if that yeah. helps. Oh but, yeah. yeah. Angie Angie killed her and then took her place because nobody. I guess, got any sort of photo with any of this information about her coming to camp. And it turns out that Molly slash Angie is a former student-entrant camper from this camp. Um, victim. Victim. Yep. Victim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who v- has, has come to get her, I would argue, just revenge.
0: Extremely. 100%.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, is is having a confrontation with Owen when uh, Jordan comes out and, and holds a gun on Owen and Angie slash Molly is like, yeah, he tortured me. He tortured you. He's tortured all these kids for all these years. We should kill him. And at that point, I lost my shit because Jordan is like, no, I don't think that's right. I think we should just trust the police to do the right thing. And yo, the oh rest my of God. yo, and yo
0: what if centrism was the answer? Fuck.
1: If, I. To totally Me? trust that the police in, it's filmed in Georgia. I don't know if it's supposed to be set in Georgia. They don't say that the police in this rural country in the middle of nowhere will arrest this man who has for decades been torturing queer youth at this camp. That Once they reveal these photographs that have no real connective evidence to him whatsoever, that the police will do the right thing and arrest him. Luckily, Angie doesn't give a fuck what they think. And uh, shoves him onto a rhinoceros horn, which, yes, there's a lot of heads of, of dead creatures in this room because he loves the hunting. And then that kills him and he dies. And then I guess Angie just stays there and lets herself be arrested by the police. And everybody else, including Jordan, is like, yeah, this nurse who was the only person who actually looked out for us in this camp was a murderer of these people who tried to torture us, and you should definitely arrest them. And then they have a hangout on the front porch of their dorm. Uh, All of the NPCs have gone home at this point, so it's just the characters that actually matter. And they're like, hey, we're cool and free now. It's gonna be great. And then the fucking movie ends with Jordan stepping into the sunlight and looking out into the middle distance, and that's fucking it.
0: Do they have rides back to town? There's the
2: bus. I The, I with there was the all bus. The they the were bus? definitely
1: arresting people, at, and and.
2: I sorry. The only Jordan has flight uh, as well because they're non-binary, so they have invisibility, flight,
1: not flight, teleportation.
2: No,
0: Jordan. Yeah, teleportation. I guess oh, teleportation okay. within okay. the context of this movie. When Jordan has the gun pointed at Kevin Bacon and all that, the only acceptable reason for me, the audience member, for them to not kill Kevin Bacon is that they know that impalement by rhino horn is a way cooler death.
3: I can understand not wanting to murder a human being because that is like difficult. But what I can understand is why they just didn't walk away. Like I would, if I were in that situation, I'd probably be like, I can't murder someone. But- I'm so not going to stop you from doing it. I'm going to walk away, and whatever happens, keep gun it. and
2: make sure no one finds this gun with my you know, fingerprints so on it. After
1: he murders him, she's like, "Hey, Jordan, I understand that you didn't want to kill this guy. That's fine, but you know what? We can just frame him and say this whole thing was him, and that like we this was all self-defense, and then we can go around shutting down all these other camps." And Jordan's like, "No, what
0: the fuck?" Are-
2: Okay.
1: Such
0: a noble, and also Jordan, just because you don't want to go into the plan to stop all conversion camps, which is again a very noble goal, don't fucking like harsh Angie's vibes. Yeah,
2: yeah, like shit.
0: So okay, Uh, But it got. But y'all isn't really. It's supposed to make you think. Because really, isn't trying to stop conversion camps just as bad as running conversion camps? Nope. Okay, so, I so, hate this movie.
2: I fucking hate this movie. Alicia, just come in with the Hall of the Mountain King right here. Because, okay, so we have this movie with, you know, bad writing, bad narrative, bad, bad pacing, really boring shit in the background. Like, there's nothing really special going on in this movie. Things don't make sense. Nobody talks like this. Nobody acts like this, you know, and this is not, I'm not talking about like any queer culture that they, they do get that wrong, but like, there's a lot of things wrong just academically, objectively, with this movie. First of all, to start regarding the messaging, the misgendering of Alexandria. This is the first thing other than the murder and the very opening credits uh, with the shitty CGI deer that apparently is like, uh, apparently Angie has deer powers or not or not only Angie, whatever. Now, th- we are now in conversion camp where everyone's like, oh, I guess Kevin Bacon saying this bullshit that sounds like pretty deliberately like mis- misleading
0: i do got to give credit to kevin bacon he is effectively so charming it loops back around to being extremely creepy
2: yeah yeah but like there's no sense of escalation cuz immediately they do one of the most traumatizing and horrible things that you can do they out they misgender they deadname and the excuse that they give that Kevin Bacon gives for being pissed off at Alexandria and misgendering her and putting her in with the boys' camp, which apparently there's it's not co-ed, even though there's a bunch of scenes like the Glee scene, everybody's in their beds and it's co-ed. And what? I like I don't know what's supposed to go on there. Sure. This struggle, like Alexandria's really like intense struggle is just like a little, you know, key into this plot about a slasher. They go from there. And and I feel like someone realized this and they're like, "Okay, well, we have to make everything after that just really horrible. So immediately they're like sexual assault, statutory rape
0: and shooting a dog. That's what's so wild about this movie is that it's a psychological horror that then also has a slasher. Yeah, It's a a slasher on top of a psychological horror. It's a weird turducken of a horror movie.
3: The movie forgets that it's supposed to be a slasher half the time. And what really pisses me off is that it would have been a good psychological horror movie if it had a better writer. Like, it could have been a good psychological horror movie. The
0: terrible things it's doing could have been justified by an appropriately... Dark tone. This movie can either do like it's super fucked up, traumatizing abuse, or it can be a movie where teenagers sing along to punk. Yeah, pick a like, this... fucking lane. Look, this... I hate to I hate to condemn a movie to the binary. Me of all people, but pick a fucking lane. This is yeah. This is not how non-binary works. It's not campy enough. It's not fun enough to be campy, and it's not dark enough to earn all the fucked up shit it does yeah cause like a
2: campy slasher with all of these kids who are in conversion camp and it doesn't involve like these horrible horrible like psychological torture things that are happening like this woman this fucking therapist who is a fucking demon like she is oh
0: hate this lady Oh, hey, 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 she... hate this lady
2: great performance like when you talk about like people talk about oh, yeah. smizing and how like sometimes smiles don't reach your eyes Like, you need to look at a picture Mm. of this woman in this role because she is fucking, like, I don't know how she looks so soulless. She's like a soulless Fox News anchor, and she does a really good job of looking like she is a fucking alien that will
0: take your soul out. Yeah. They talk about dead-eyed, like, shark-like smug grin. They're talking about fucking Carrie Preston in this
1: movie. Alicia was particularly upset by this one because uh, for anybody who's a fan of The Good Wife, She plays Elma Cassioni in that show, who is, like, a fantastic, clearly neurodivergent, but wildly, like, intelligent and creative, like, lawyer character, who everybody else is just, like, struggling to figure out what the fuck's going on with her all the time. And in this, she is just the worst. Just the worst. That's the the end of the sentence. In Um, terms
0: of acting, Theo Germain is clearly trying to do their best to, like, hold this movie down, elevate the material. And I like Theo Germain a lot. I want them to be in better movies. But there is one particular line delivery they have that I had to rewind a few times. And it's when they're in the woods, handcuffed with Alexandra, and fucking Angie the Killer just kind of appears mm-hmm. for no reason, because nobody dies. It's just her... Putting on a costume and just kind of hanging out, apparently. I guess she's just
1: <laughs> to make sure they're okay. Weird like, as hell. Yeah. She's just checking in on them as a That's counselor, like... even though she's and, not allowed to, so I guess she has to dress as a slasher to go check on the queer kids.
0: And fucking Jordan has this line when they, when they see it, the killer, and it's just like, and it's not scared or, like, cautious. It's with the energy of, like, a conservative Middle-aged suburban white lady seeing a kid on her lawn she doesn't recognize. Yeah, who is it's that? A,
2: yeah, it's that's super so put out. sound. I like, just love how it's like. Excuse me, we're doing a movie. Yes, okay.
0: that's exactly what it is. It's like they, it's like they, it's like someone walked on set. Who this is a film set? Okay, who is, who is that? Are they supposed to be here? <laughs> Tell them to stay away from craft services. That's not for them.
1: Yeah, I oh. I, Man, I um, yes, so much.
0: So they're like, they have the scene,
2: these like fucking cartoonishly horrifying scenes where they're like, we're going to be like boys and we're going to be like girls. And that's the thing to what you're saying, Morgan, is that whoever is writing this doesn't understand how this shit is horrible. Yeah. But that's not the point of the movie. There's this this whole scene with the guns and then like Jordan on top of being being able to speak up there's their first power established, not seen, you know, invisibility powers, a teleportation. They, got, they, they can got say things gun. with enough
1: certainty to unsettle the anti-queer white supremacist assholes. Like, they can just say, hey, I'm non-binary. I go by they, them pronouns. And this person is like, cool.
2: Well played. I mean, I this is like, cool. You did say I'm boys sure and girls. Fine. On the rules. You said boys do this and girls do this. I guess you're well, not here, either. so you can do whatever
0: you want. Jordan just insistently being like, "Why is there not a dedicated gender queer bonk at this gay conversion?" <laughs>
1: can I to say, yes, of what please. doesn't work for me about a lot of this movie? We talked about it. I think we talked about it recently in reference to fucking Darren Aronofsky and the whale, and also you know Satoshi Kon and Paprika, and I. I We talked about a couple of other things where this movie has to be like, hey, you know, we're queer kids and we're people, too. And like the the movie is like soft music underneath. Like, this is an important thing you are saying. And it's like, fucking, yeah, movie. Like, we know. Like, who do you think the audience is watching this movie? It's like, yeah, we know. This person wouldn't be saying that to this group of people, like it doesn't doesn't make sense. And on top of that, it's like the whole the whole like I don't know twist of the movie is that gay conversion camp bad actually, yeah, and like, all of us are like, yeah, no yeah. Oh shit, I mean, I mean, not, it's bad. I mean, okay. I mean I think like
0: so many horror movies, the general premise is, what if thing that is traditionally not dangerous was in fact very dangerous? And this movie is like. What if terrible thing was just as terrible as you think it is?
2: Yeah, like, how are you going to come back from the fucking outing of Alexandria? Like, how do you come Alex, back from that? The premise
0: is what conversion camps exist
2: in the next well, scene? She is playing tug of war and she's fucking smiling. She's smiling like it's a fucking different day and it's different. Like, is she, you know, like the way that she's fucking like everyone's just like, <laughs> we're just kids and we're just doing stuff. And oh, look at. Jordan's over here wearing a dress because they can do that. because I want that dress,
0: though. I
3: do want that it's dress. A dress. I, <laughs> it's know it's
0: a- I know it's over-designed, but I still want it.
3: Well, looks like another thing that I have an issue with the movie is the pacing. Because like How- this is all taking place over oh, a week. Fucked. No. Yeah.
1: No, like- no. They say at the beginning that the camp is a week. This movie lasts three days. What the
3: fuck? As oh, far as we God. know. Like, what what the
1: would- night. It is the Five night event. going into the fourth day when this movie ends. That was at the beginning. Over a summer, it would have
3: made more sense because then they would have built up the bonds, and like we would have had more time for Kevin Bacon to like descend into being a creepy fuck.
1: Because yeah. he,
3: he comes off as like trying to be like, "Oh, I'm your friend," you know. Yeah. It's very and, much
0: youth pastor energy. Yeah, has, yes.
3: yes, this youth pastor energy, and then they go to the
2: the the range, the shooting range, and then he's like. Okay, which one of is a killer? And it's like, the, okay, yeah, this happens in the military, but like, someone who understands that kind of manipulation, and as we are led to believe that he understands that kind of manipulation, mm-hmm. doesn't turn t- turn that quickly, right? Yeah. Also, all of the kids have the guns. Fucking, I don't. I can't remember the name of the the meathead guy that's about to fucking like, sledgehammer the dog to death. Vane. Zane? Beardy McS- Zane,
0: Zane, Beardy Zane, 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 Zane. stereotype, which oh god, oh you, god, you get gay sadist and predatory lesbian in like one anti-power couple. Yes. Yeah,
2: so he's like the gay sadist in remission, like fucking. Just... So he's about to sledgehammer the dog, and Owen's there. All these kids have guns, and. Like, they're just straight up like, okay, euthanize this dog. Now that we know that you can shoot pine cones off of this fucking tree, we're going to be like, okay, euthanize the dog. And all these kids are like, and I'm like, these kids are not that naive. Like, that's another thing is that Jordan, apparently, their non-binary power gives them the power to say no. And nobody else can say no. Like, Toby's freaking out. Yeah, I can get why Toby's freaking out. So, like, there's no is...
1: chance Toby is going to hit that dog, if, no. even if he does. Yeah. Toby yeah. needs <laughs> to get like, way Ooh. up close. Way yeah. up
0: close. Also, is this a standard part of like the the class? Like, is Kevin Bacon just showing up at the shelter like every fucking Tuesday, being like, mm-hmm. "Just give me the oldest and sickest dog you got." <laughs> I've got
2: a dog <laughs> shelter. Yeah, and he, like, and then he says, "Like, put down the sick old hound." And at that point, I'm like, "All right, all right." Kids, Jordan, I know you can shoot, like, you're crack
0: shot. Shoot all their balls off. Just shoot all their balls off, so, uh, you know? Like- also, this weird propensity, like, God, at that shooting scene when fucking Beardy McSatis challenges uh, Jordan to, like, the shooting contest, and we get that creepy-as-fuck thing about being hunted, which, by the way, doesn't come into play. Those two never have a, end up having a conflict again but also just that and also the therapy like why are people calling Theo Germain ugly Theo Germain is objectively not ugly
2: yeah well yeah so all of the the main characters of this movie are you know supermodel quality like you know their cheekbones will cut you and that is you know even though we do have characters like that are not of the like extreme Hollywood body type in the background but their their opinions don't matter we don't hear their fear yeah, I, mean, I, I,
1: I mean like i say, i i've kept referring to her as the fat one sofia palmero's character who i guess is named jamie lee in the script because it's never said in the movie is extremely cute she's just like yeah. not a traditional build she's very pretty yeah but, like, i kept
3: waiting for her to have a line because i'm like yay yes. there's a weird character and then like nothing yeah yes. fuck you movie yeah, and that also has a whole
2: thing about like this movie androgyny standards and so on. That I, you know,
0: I know that this movie was, in all likelihood, made with nothing but good intentions and trying to truly tell a horror story for and defending queer communities. But you know what? There's a reason that it's such a common saying the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Absolutely.
2: And you also, like, need input on stuff like this. Like, I just, need, I... None of these
0: people talk like real people.
2: Like, yeah. Like, In fact,
1: I mean, God. If I'm trans knows.
0: non-binary, and I use they, them pronouns. This is my very naturalistic way of introducing this, and mm-hmm. not at all like an M. Night Shyamalan character. Oh, my
2: God. And but... also,
0: they're the only one.
1: At this camp. So, okay. I have to say, though, like the thing that bothers me most in this movie is the end for various reasons, but not the least of which is this movie's made in 2022. It's made last year. Yeah. Like the fact that they call the cops. First of all, the trans girl runs out through the woods with these other people and calls the police. The police then come in past this parade of dead straight white people that they've lined Maybe. up in there and do not tackle, touch, or even, like, handcuff any of these kids or, like, really seemingly forcefully interrogate them is bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's absolute bullshit. It's like, the, just a, mm-hmm. a kind of that, like, is inexcusable now. Like, yeah. it's, it's well, wild. Even-
3: like, Kevin Bacon even said that, like, don't bother reporting to the police because I'm, like, respected in this town. i friends with the police.
0: He says, I'm yeah, on, the a- on the Chamber of which, Commerce. He's on the Chamber of Commerce. Yes, exactly.
3: Small town fucking
0: fiefdom bullshit. So
3: yeah. you already know that the police are going to side with him regardless.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, it's the so kids are
3: going to
2: and At the end, how fucking Jordan is coming out, <laughs> like... With all this grace, as this wave of police officers just completely ignore them, and I think I would have to chalk that up to their non-binary invisibility powers. But it's uh,
0: legitimately the most understandable explanation.
2: Yeah, yeah, because cops only see in binary. So yeah, I
1: mean, it's like I, I couldn't help but think, and this is a unfair comparison to make because I couldn't help but think of Get Out, one of the best horror movies that's been made. Right? next oh, yes. to this and the fact that like at the end of get out that cop car like comes on and you're like shit like yeah shit it's he's dead like there's there's no way that they're gonna see this house full of dead white people and believe or even mm-hmm. listen to a thing he says yeah. and in this movie a fleet of cop cars show up and they're just like oh this gay conversion camp was hurting children we didn't know. Everybody's free to go. Except except you, Molly.
2: Because you're in a weird flasher outfit. Because you lied weird... to us. You didn't like... tell us the
1: truth about who yes. you are.
0: Molly, if you had just told us that you were a murderer, we would have let you go.
1: Also You know, you'd only
0: go to jail because you try to cover it up.
1: I
2: have this, I have an issue with the imagery of the face, like the mask being two faces. It's like a
0: very boring face. It's yeah. a boring very boring face. It's a very boring design for the killer.
2: But it is a, a sort of a reference to a lot of like the classic, even alchemical, like what they call the androgyne imagery,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is the half and half, where it's split down the middle, which is still like a very binary way to depict something like that. Not to say that that's not valid for people who do identify like that but in this movie it is a gimmick like we you could unpack that like lying down the middle imagery in a meaningful way i so, feel like this movie was was saying like there's yeah meaningful imagery but then they don't unpack it and it just becomes fucking
3: problematic as also yeah it's, it's interesting jeremy that you brought up get out because i was thinking about get out when i was watching this movie because i was like if someone had taken this idea of like the gay conversion camp as a psychological horror and make a movie that was like similar to Get Out, it would have yeah. worked really oh, for sure. well. Yeah, you were 100% right. Like it is, and that's what not... pisses me off because the movie, like, oh, yeah. I'm
0: not saying would have been really camps. good.
3: You like there,
0: it, no way saying you can't make a good movie set at or exploring gay conversion camps. Yeah, Fuck. one of my favorite movies of all time. But I'm a cheerleader. Is that at a gay conversion camp? Like it can be done if it had embraced the psychological horror, if it had earned Mm. that tone and the given the characters the depth to properly explore that. But as it is, the fucking the tone in the story goes in so many directions, and it doesn't go far enough in any of them to have a true voice or identity.
2: Yeah, Uh, this movie,
1: like a handful of ones that we've watched over the course of this, is like. It is so bad in a way that makes you go, you know what would have been a better movie. Yeah. Immediately. Like I've come up with at least five different versions of this that are better. The most basic of which steals the idea of another like Kevin Bacon horror movie. Instead of having it be like Angie, you have that be Angie's mom, who's like (laughs) committed suicide because she was here. And like instead of blaming herself for sending her kid to conversion camp, she like Blames these ki- these guys and has to go kill them and and you know destroy all this shit and, and that, she's the slasher and like immediately that's a better movie. It's still not a great movie, but like
0: I want to see better ways. I do want to appreciate Toby a little bit. Just being told like dress gender appropriate and Toby fucking comes out in fucking pearls. Oh yeah, I love
2: Toby. I, I do love Toby. Toby. He's a stereotype, but he has fucking character
0: though.
1: Like Toby has a great such, to do. So much fun character. But they didn't bother to put an arc in there for him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did anyone else just know that the nurse was the killer as soon as she was the one sympathetic adult, just by virtue of, oh, well, she's the only one who it could then be a surprise to be a killer? I
2: was hoping that they would actually go ahead and make Jordan the killer because then, yeah, like, you know, that would be problematic in its own ways, depending on how they did it. But at the same time,
0: like, oh, that would be uh, so cool. I would have I definitely would have been more into it than
2: Yeah. Yeah, I also thought it was going to be Jordan or like Jordan was in on it instead of the Gabriel
0: thing.
1: Oh my god. Do do we want to talk about Gabriel first or do we want to talk about the series of rapes that Kim goes through in this movie first?
2: Can I can I say one thing really quick before before we get into that? I want to see a movie where Alexandria does like lead these kids on a mission through the woods. Against, like, weirdos and cops and stuff like that. And, like, it's like an odyssey. Because, like, she's, she pitched this movie when she left out there. She's like, I'm a black trans woman. I can do all that in heels. And I'm like, okay.
1: Then she says, uh, Alicia had me write this line. Uh, step up, you pussies. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then she's, like, <laughs> shitty to them, I guess. Alicia heard to
1: step up your pussies, which... Um, that would have uh, been better.
2: That would have been a better line. Step up your pussies. Get those pussies out. And let's give them a pounding.
1: Yeah, uh, that's at least sure have an exactly idea that a black trans woman would be leading a group of people through the woods. Period, regardless of what sort of shoes they were wearing.
0: I am <laughs> general Moses retelling we're pitching here.
2: I want to see that
1: movie
2: with a slasher in it. That's like different, but that's not the movie. That movie did not occur on I camera mean, in this film.
1: I think my ideal for this movie. Is the what we're talking about where things escalate and make it slowly worse over the course of it being like not three days, not a week, but like a month or a summer. Yeah. And then like, yes, eventually it becomes like they have to get away and mm-hmm. they're trying to get away and have to fight their way through these like, you know, counselors who are actively slashering at them and trying to stop them. And they have to like go yeah. their way through the counselors to get I out. I agreed. Agreed.
0: Yeah, it would have kept it consistent. It would have been like that mayhem, first purge, you know, ready or not, that act three, violence, catharsis. Instead, we get like enlightened centrism, Jordan walking down into the middle of the camera being like, no one needs to save me. Like they say, having absolutely needed saving and having just been saved.
2: I just I wanted Toby to to accidentally shoot one of the guys' balls off, that would have been cool. And then Jordan cool. shoots the other one.
0: Would have loved that.
1: Yeah. I also, mean, really, we're one step away from Bill Maher sitting down with Owen at the end and having a conversation about... Oh,
2: my it. F- oh, yeah. And- yeah. God. Oh, my fucking God. I mean,
0: the movie gets way too close to being like, but isn't the woke mind virus the real enemy?
2: So, <laughs> let's let's oh, talk God. about Kim, baby. She deserved better, baby. Kim. Poor- I'm,
1: Kim. I'm so... I'm so troubled by Kim because Kim's Kim's story is literally like, but I'm a cheerleader where, you know, she's like, oh, I was a straight cheerleader girl who everything was great. And then like, oh, maybe I'm gay. And then like
0: Kim she literally Kim gets she
1: sexually assaulted, assaulted by the like female counselor by Sarah and then like goes out to have a smoke at which point like Alexander or Veronica comes to talk to her. And is like, hey, is everything okay? And Kim's like, hey, I just got sexually assaulted. And Veronica's like, that's fucked up. You want I, it turns out I'm not actually a teenager. I'm a college student who's an indisclosed number of years older than you. You want to have sex about it? Like, and it's like, well, time out. Time out. I'm out. Also, One, you know- I need to know how old you are. In this case yeah. Tonight, it's, it's yeah it's i i was no assuming room.
3: she was like 19 or something
1: like, yeah that she was also in be, early early college or this like
0: this could be 19 to 17 this also could be 21 to 16 yeah we don't know
3: that's true
0: also yeah you know that natural reaction to after you've just been like sexually assaulted you're just immediately ready for a good for like a
3: real hookup yeah, that was the part that bothered me more than that. Yeah. I just assumed that they were close in age. I
0: mean, it's. A, I mean, is isn't sexual assault like you know it's some bad food? You gotta wash out the bad sex taste with good sex taste. Is that what this movie's arguing?
2: Apparently, I mean that the quickness. Like, I know that that sexual. I mean, here's a say. Here's a say. It's complicated. It's a lot more complicated than this shit. You know, like a sexual assault, and then like a you know, let's get past it kind of fucking sex scene. That's not good messaging, y'all. At like that's the very not...
1: least, at the very least, there needs to be a point where Veronica's like, hey, let's slow down for a second. Is this okay? Are you yeah. okay? Like yeah. not like Veronica is like, as soon as they start kissing Veronica's like, let me pull your pants off and go down on you on this dock. Um, yeah, in in broad daylight on this dock in the middle of the lake in this camp, which we now know is just a block with sexual predators.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice if there was like a little bit of, I don't know, discussion. I'm worried about the giardia. I mean that too. I mean, there's
1: bodies in that lake.
3: Like that's another thing about Stu
1: is swimming in the lake. Alicia's like, that thing is so dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Why are they why are they making this poor child swim in this lake?
2: I mean, yeah. Hopefully that was a pool and there was green screen and all that kind of shit. But here's another thing that I think is really important. About this movie, that is a little bit more because of the, you know, queer sex is great and we should celebrate it. But the way that all of these scenes are framed like steamy romance novel, straight encounters, right? Yeah. Like the fact that it is a movie about queer kids, you know, and they're trying to be themselves. And obviously, nobody spoke to anybody queer about their experience. Because this, there's, no, there's no communication. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I have learned as I've been going through my life and recovering from the 90s is that this fucking stereotypical, they just kiss kind of shit is one of the most problematic things that, it, you know, involved in how people see sexual assault. That's not romance, right? You, like, you don't just touch somebody. You don't just fucking kiss somebody. And that's why it's so, so baffling. They're just like sucking face immediately, you know? And I was happy for them, but the, the setup for that was very like tired. And also the setup for Stu and Gabriel.
1: I kind of say like, even if there's not that sort of age gap between them, even if it is 17 and 19, there's clearly an experience gap there. Yes. And like, that is definitely the sort of thing that if you're the Veronica in this scenario, you should be mindful of. Absolutely, yeah. Everything about this scene, which is framed unambiguously as a romance scene between these two characters in the movie, is troubling I, to me.
2: I thought it, I they mean, were going to get immediately killed because of how, because of this being a slasher movie and how like
0: explicit the, the scene was. The movie ends with fucking him being like oh veronica you'll come with me and we'll come out to my parents
1: together and that'll be fine so like, yeah i was like what
2: yeah a lot of this I, like we're better now because I, we I can know just we talk got to the, our parents
0: i know we got the u-haul stereotype but can we make it to the <laughs> can we get to the second date please
1: also awesome. if, this, if this movie runs five more minutes there's that ends with them getting married like yeah with with them getting married and Toby and Stu getting married. And it, I mean Because like, Toby
0: is Stu's family now, after they <laughs> shared a grand total of like one scene together.
1: Yeah. Maybe they went on a car race. And fucking Jordan becomes president, I guess. I don't know. Like
0: that, like that we're all going Wait, no, I wouldn't. I would not vote for Jordan that Peter Boudig fucking century. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: shit. I'm not gonna lot. <laughs> uh, I'd vote for Toby. Toby would be, yeah, yes, Toby for president. Toby I bet Toby would have shot shot him. Yeah, Toby. Now Toby that would have been Owen.
0: a character arc.
2: That would have been a total so, arc. Yes, exactly. Like Toby's, like they're not afraid of Toby because he's afraid of the gun, and then he's like, don't right don't on the balls.
0: It's not an arc to have. You'd someone. Be like, who's a killer now? People yeah, and shoot people. I've seen Die Hard a lot. Yeah. And that and was Al Powell's character. Toby if it's good enough it. for Al Powell. It's good enough for Toby. And Toby should have shot Zane's balls off. A child murderer. And Jordan
2: should have. Anyway.
1: When we're talking about how people die. I do want to point out that all of the murder scenes suck in those movies. Yeah. The one that pissed me off is like the first murder scene in the opening credits, which traditionally, at least in in recent years, is often a very explicit like murder scene it's a tone setter, right right, and this one is like we see her swing an axe at the window, it apparently goes through this window like it's fucking cheese paper, and like then the blood splashes out and across the windshield as if she had slashed across the woman's chest when for her to have hit her she either had to like break the glass and then swing again or like she swung through the glass and into the woman's chest and then like you might have gotten some blood like directly splashed out but it would not have been like this display of blood across the windshield so like it only makes sense for her to have busted the window open and then slashed across the woman's chest with her arms inside the car somehow for this to happen, now. not to like Dexter Morgan out on this shit, but like, <laughs> like, like, the way to the blood doesn't make any sense.
3: No, well, I think it's weird that they're like, we're okay with graphic sex scenes mm-hmm. and nudity. We're okay with like, very very disturbing psychological scenes. abuse. It's like it's very disturbing. upsetting, politically, politically but violence is too, violence is a step too far. We, we can't show like gore. We can't show gore, but we can show underage girls butts. But this is a, and we're a slasher movie, but we don't want to show gore.
1: Yeah, this, this... this
3: will be a fucking slasher
1: movie. There's too much blood in this
3: horror movie. Yeah. Although
2: I will say for a movie with Sunnylingos in it, there are no like there's there's no like topless girl nipple like girl coated nipple. Yeah. Even though I I felt like Gabriel
1: should have been wearing a bra. Although I don't I'm mean, not to <laughs> not a shame not that this particular position is is somewhere that i I've been before, but like I you know I am familiar with the process of cuddling say that much is it traditional when you're doing it out in public for the person giving it to for some reason take off their pants before going down on the other person like it seemed. Like a weird decision for her to be like, and I'm gonna strip down too. And then also that doc, oh
0: yeah, splinters, got- splinters, yeah, splinters.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm worried like, about filming. Yeah,
2: Blinters. I hope that was this this that was particle board that was painted because otherwise, yeah, you got splinters, you got wood mites, you got yeah. I'm I mean, sure- she
1: is like being pretty active, like chest and thighs against the boards on that thing. I was like...
2: Ow. Yeah.
1: Ow. And especially
2: when you're gyrating it's the lips. unnecessary
1: in this scenario
0: and yeah. ow. Yeah, what they yeah. don't show you is the aftercare where fucking Kim has to pull like ten splinters out of her ass.
2: Yeah, God. Poor Kim. And...
0: Gabriel. Oh my God, fucking Gabriel.
2: Oh my God. Jeremy's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> still... Sure. There is Jeremy. All right,
0: well... Um, I, like how like- this kid, I like how the character goes like, ooh, let me have extra cookies. As if that fucking actor has ever eaten a cookie in his goddamn life. I'm sure he ate protein cookies. Yeah.
1: You see, so, ben, like- you see ben, it's a metaphor. <laughs> he's getting, <laughs> He's getting the extra cookies, which is, I guess, the same as them just letting him fuck whatever teenage boys come to the camp. Chip proves that they're not straight enough.
3: I, I mean, I like I know about the flirty fishing thing. That is a time honored tradition in Christianity, getting people to sleep with people to convert them, but he could have just like flirted with the guy and that would have been enough to be like see no, he's no
0: he needs to take it up the ass with no lube exactly. that bothered, oh, oh that bothered me so much that bothered me so much no lube he took that just fucking cry
3: right in there that bothered me so much water. he didn't even <laughs> spit in his hand or anything it was like just
1: nothing also I feel like it's really implied that Stu Stuart- hasn't had sex with men before, that he's just attracted. But, like, he just goes to fucking town. on.
2: Oh yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he's like the fucking top gun. He's, like, sliding into that that hair like he's a fucking fighter pilot. Like, talk about Maverick. Stu being Jesus. like, I'm worried,
0: Stu, I'm worried I won't be able to be, like, a frat boy clearly already being a frat boy on his way to being one of those, like, impossibly macho gay guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the kind where the kind of masculine ideal that you have, like fucking Tucko Carlson and the conservative chuds, like complaining about about like that level of ultra masculinity exists, and it is in the gayest dudes you've ever met.
2: Oh yeah. So this this is tangentially reminding me of something else that I was feeling about this was that like this was the the thing about Gabriel and Stu is that their their whole look was like the biggest, best fucking yaoi fantasy. That's when you have like the skinny guy and the, the, you know, the slightly more ripped guy, that's yaoi, right? And the reason that I make this... When
0: you got the twink guy with the ripped guy, that's a yaoi. <laughs> that's yaoi. <laughs> I am amazed I made those lyrics work. That's really fucking good. That's good.
2: But in Japan, yaoi is traditionally for girls. Stuff in the stuff that's for gay guys is bara, which is all like huge dudes and them make it out and stuff like that. Like, you know, and of course things aren't that simple, but like this is how that's organized there. But like the whole scene that just made me really sad because like, yes, I enjoy a barra, I enjoy a yaoi, I own more yaoi than bara. Let me tell you what. However, I felt Punished.
0: What percentage? Can we get a breakdown on the Yaoi Deborah
2: <laughs> uh, I I haven't done it. I haven't. I look. We'll report back on the. Now, you, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about to that later. We'll, e- we don't know how
1: Emily feels about slender, pale vampire types.
2: That dude was like, he comes out and he's like a dream and a in a vision, and no, it was real. And like, he's so fucking anime, and he walks into those that water like he's fucking amazing beautiful creature and then like he he's make it out and i'm like oh and both Phoenix and i were like oh they like get it and then i was punished for shipping them because gabriel is a plant and i don't know if gabriel is young old a clone like i don't know and or vampire
1: yeah. a he vampire like- he's a fucking clone of lord byron that's a- that's- yeah
2: explanation uh, niflheim i believe gabriel is niflheim yeah i think gabriel is straight up a niflheim like the
0: fucking the spawn of man and angel.
2: Yeah, the the therapist
0: who is his mom? Question mark. Like they certainly have a weird mommy son role playing.
1: Yeah, and I on. hate that.
0: I hate what that did not you know, like entails. Like if only
1: she had called him Baby Bear, honestly. I, honestly. I feel like this. Oh, my God. What a
0: what a weird little movie where it's like, what if found family is bad sometimes. I really wanted, but that's the thing, is I really wanted Gabriel then to be the slasher. That's and... what I thought it was. When he's, like, standing over and being, like, predator prey, I thought it was, like, ooh, Gabriel's the slasher. Maybe it's not the fucking super obvious nurse that I thought it was. Maybe the movie actually outsmarted me spoilers it did not no and like this whole this when
2: when fucking Kevin Bacon earlier was like the hunt and blah 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 and we were gonna go on the hunt and and, and, and kill things and I'm like that hunting that,
0: imagery never goes fucking anywhere yeah
2: like I wanted it so that was another thing is that I, I was seeing a totally different movie where it was like the most dangerous gay and <laughs> so Kevin Bacon yeah. was trying to like find the most dangerous gay as a challenge and so then it would become Kevin Bacon hunting Jordan through the woods, and then Jordan is like using their wit and and non binary powers of invisibility against
0: the most uh, dangerous gay. Sounds like a Craven the Hunter's like queer dating reality show. Exactly, and I think that we should follow through with that and have if the better like, movies or anything to go by that might legitimately be the plot of the movie. Yeah, you never fucking know what you're gonna get with these Sony movies. <laughs> That's the place of these random ass Spider Man villains.
2: So it wasn't the most dangerous gay. The most dangerous gay apparently was a plant for, that was a
1: bad guy. Important question for you all. Uh-huh. Is this the worst horror movie that Kevin Bacon has been in?
3: No, no, no. He's no. Not worse.
1: Is it worse I'm than gonna... Friday the 13th and Hollow Man? And... I mean, they did have some. I mean, better it's certainly line. worse this tremors. Is
0: a, this is a. There is better filmmaking in this than there is in Friday the 13th. Yeah.
2: Like, this movie has, like, something to say if it was in the right order. Like, right now, this movie is, like, is trying to say, you know, queer conversion camp bad, but it's like,
0: is bad conversion queer? This isn't even Kevin Bacon, the Kevin Bacon. Project with like the worst queer rep because I saw mm, a few episodes of The Following. I haven't seen
1: that. I mean, oh, well, I've seen I that. Think, yeah, it's I a movie. It may...
0: Yeah, The Following is a show where there's like Kevin Bacon is trying to stop a cult of serial killers, which is, includes a, just a very like, what if bi and poly people were just weird and predatory murderers?
1: Yeah, I think it might barely edge out. Hollow Man,
0: Crazy. because
1: no, 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 no women that. that I can remember are in a scene that seems to be done for titillation, felt up while asleep by an invisible man. So,
0: is that I what t- happens to Josh Brolin in that movie?
1: Okay, let me go through my list of things that I was forced to write down by Alicia. <laughs> oh yes, uh, please. The things that I wrote and Alicia wrote down: the CGI-ass moose, okay, green pumps, ooh. It's Nurse My Girl. It's in reference to Anna Klumsky. who's oh, yeah. Yep. In My Girl. Um, I'm, I'm getting careful. no one else
0: going for the Veep. Okay.
1: Why is, the, <laughs> why is this black girl in the shower getting all of her hair wet?
0: <laughs> because why is nobody, this so corny? We know why.
1: Is somebody writing this movie very afraid of therapy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the therapy is very evil in this movie. This one this note just says, Glee. I why is say- Jordan sleeping in their bed in boots? That's disgusting. They're just that butch. <laughs> also, also I, 10 I, 10 10 10 ragu- yeah. this is the one that this one set Alicia off. When uh, Sarah, the counselor, asks what kind of lipstick Kim is wearing, and Kim says, Coral from the mall, as opposed to <laughs> having a brand the mall, of lipstick. Get
0: out from the mall.
1: From the mall. Also, directly
0: scene, I will say, Toby's voguing is fucking legit. Toby also,
1: voguing. yes. Alicia is very upset by the fact that the only black man in this movie is named Toby.
3: Oh no! Oh, God. What about that. never. Oh, me oh no! Oh,
0: oh. oh uh, myself! Oh no! It's showing. My
1: my to biggest key. You're
0: going to Moulin Rouge <laughs> after this. <laughs>
1: My my biggest like thing that I yelled at when we were watching the movie is that Zayn asks for somebody to go move the like target downrange that he and and Jordan are shooting at, and immediately the two black kids jump up and are like, "Let's go downrange!" I did notice that. It's, I, it's crazy. Yeah, like, I like shooting at. And I was like, no fucking way. Oh, were like, fuck no, break. I'm not
3: going near that. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like, oh, oh yeah. Definitely oh, yeah. You guys that makes sense. That.
0: Like, the, I, I could totally see the two queer black kids willingly putting themselves in front of a bunch of white people with guns. God. And, yep. Makes perfect sense. No well, questions. They were pretty miserable there. So,
1: discretion, distraction shots for kills, but not naked kids. That's Alex.
0: The- Fucking Alexandra in the shower, that scene bothers me so much. There's
1: so
2: much wrong with it.
0: And the fact that this movie, it again, if this had been a really like dark psychological horror, truly about the abuse of conversion camps, it all could have been warranted. But given that it has this wildly inconsistent tone that Mm -hmm. does it, it makes all of these terrible things like feel as bad as they could possibly feel watching them on screen.
2: Yeah, and then... It's, like, in terms of the wildness of the tone, you know, you have, like, these, these graphic scenes, but there's no
0: nipples. Look, Kevin, when I Kevin when Bacon. I have sex on the duck, I always Winnie the Pooh
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, one of the things that really bothers me is this scene where Balthazar is explicitly watching these girls who do not know they're being watched in the shower a thing which we know as an audience is wrong, it just decides to make us party to the whole thing. It's yeah. just it's here. Look at their asses. Look at them naked in the shower. It's not like no discretion shot there. Like, it's like, it I makes don't, us I don't fucking to accomplices be to
0: this. the voyeurs, yeah, to the pedophilic voyeurism. Yeah.
2: And there's this bit where like, in this, in this climactic scene where Kevin Bacon's like no one gives a
1: hoot about these kids and I'm like <laughs> This man who was dropped the F-bomb multiple times in this movie. He's like, no way. one gives a hoot. He just puts so much wind in hoot when he says I it. know. I think my smallest least angry note on here is that it is physically impossible for Molly to have been the murderer because she could not have been where yep. she needs to be to do the murder.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. but this Literally having
1: give- a conversation outside with other characters while the murder is going on.
0: Yeah. Was that
2: it? Uh, yeah that's right she's like, got teleporting
1: powers and then like the next thing they cut to is Molly outside talking to Jordan with another group of people like it's physically impossible for it to have happened
2: okay so the conversion camp actually rem- like she she was electroshocked out of the, the natural progress of her, the development of her non-binary powers so the only thing that she got was teleportation
1: she was by, but like the electrotherapy, like split the two the two parts into two different people. Oh yeah, I it was by, but now
0: I'm murdering.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Inside you, there it. are two murderers. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: okay. Inside you uh,
0: are two wolves. Both. both of them are right to want to shut down all conversion camps.
2: There is okay. There is one scene that, if taken completely out of context, there's like a snippet of this movie that is great. This is my thesis statement from where she turns around after killing Kevin Bacon, and she's covered in blood. Oh, like she turns around to Jordan and she's like, it gets easier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like like-
2: Jordan standing there. Like if I like the, if, if none of the other movie happened, if it was just like a short film of like a queer conversion mm-hmm. camp, you know? And then like, the slasher comes in and kills the camp counselor, they're so fucking bigoted, and then turns to the, the kid that is being, like, tortured by the camp counselor and, like, j- with the blunt all over their face being like, it gets easier. Like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah,
1: that's a great moment in <laughs> inside one of the worst scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, like, they just cut from her saying that to to play, pretty, pretty play.
3: I feel like the whole final third of the movie is just where it goes from like not great to like really bad. Yeah. It's
1: the only part that's a slasher. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sad. It's like the first two parts, they're like, it's not great, but it's like, okay, it's not that bad. And then it's
1: like, oh no, it just got really bad. So, guys, let me ask this important question Would you recommend people watch They Slash Them? Which no. we haven't even no. mentioned. The no. name is a fucking annoying pun. Like, yes. Like they they were very specific about you're supposed to say it. They slash them. You see, because it's a horror movie. No,
0: we didn't. No, it did not. We didn't even get that as like a cool title drop where it's like, "Fucking Jordan versus Kevin Bacon" at the end, where after like a whole movie of being misgendered. Which, by the way, Kevin Bacon misgendering Jordan with he him pronouns. Yeah, that, that's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> <for our cover. laughs> What the fuck does that mean? I'm so glad that Jordan
2: was so honest with me, and that's why I'm outing you, Alexandria. But,
0: like, it would have worked if this had been a campy movie with that, like, act three, like, cathartic violence reversal that we talked about where it's, like, Jordan with a knife being, like, my pronouns are they, knife slash them. Like, and that was, like, the kill line yeah that could have worked like I,
2: that would have been good even if the the rest of the movie was the same except at the end where jordan is, has the gun and molly or whatever is like you just killed a guy and, sh- and then jordan's like i don't know and then but kevin bacon is like he's not a man enough to do it or whatever and then jordan is like just picks up a knife instead of like drops the gun and picks up a knife and it's like they slashed them
1: yeah, I yeah, can't stop writing better movies than this one. Yeah. Movie.
2: Yeah. So don't watch this movie. Come up with your own movie about they slash them. Make your own story. It gets easier.
3: <laughs> well, I do have some recommendations for Please. each other stuff. Yeah. One of them is a book called Camp Carnage by Elliot Cross and Joshua Winning that I actually reviewed on my blog, which is a slasher that takes place at a gay conversion camp. And it came out way before they, them, like, even existed. They are a lot more campy with it. It works a lot better. So if you're actually looking for a story that takes place at a gay conversion camp and is actually decent and is an actual slasher instead of just, like, in the last third, it decides to be a slasher, I would check out Camp Carnage. If you're looking for a... Queer slasher that's campy that works, I would recommend Death Drop Gorgeous. I haven't seen that. It's a great movie. It's about a uh, killer drag queen. The main character is a queer black man, which is awesome. And it's got some really great quarry kills in it. Awesome. And I, I assume it has nothing
2: to do with the Kingdom Hearts franchise.
3: No, it's just Death drop gorgeous yeah not
2: not dream drop distance
3: no, not dream Death
2: so I actually I actually
3: think that Death drop
2: Gorgeous is pretty good. That's a pretty good name. That's really cool.
3: it is. The last one I'll recommend is if you're looking for a more psychological war that's like got the cult mentality that they were kind of trying to go for in uh this movie had failed I would recommend The Project by Courtney Summers. It's about a woman who visits a cult and then the cult is like really friendly and she's like, oh, they're actually not that bad. I can see why my sister joined. And then they start getting creepier and you realize that, oh, maybe they're not all like friendly and happy. Narration, they were bad. And yes. Like I say,
0: go watch But I'm a Cheerleader for wonderful Glorious Camp, a movie truly by and for queer audiences, and a sapphic love story that makes me cry every time.
1: I like that movie. Happy
0: tears. It has a total happy ending. And Zuko's in it.
2: Oh Um, yes,
0: I forgot Zuko. Dante Watch Watch it to see Zuko kissing boys.
1: Nice. Speaking of Zuko, did anybody else get like? girl rufio vibes from veronica She's-
2: absolutely very much so. oh yeah yeah, yeah i don't she got, had red hair on
1: pronouns
0: i got every girl <laughs> i would have had a crush on not realizing what that says about my own identity in college <laughs> yes yeah same
2: <laughs> um, so if you want a movie that is has horror elements camp elements better gay representation this than this movie and kevin bacon watch tremors Probably not intentionally gay, but it's, it's it's got vibes. It's got vibes. There's there's some vibes, and they're very wholesome, and I love it. So yeah, and uh, no no naked teenagers in that one. I, I don't know there what the, have the subsequent Tremors movies has. If you're looking attitude. for
0: a movie with no naked teenagers, that will make you an accomplice to a crime. That's one of them.
1: That is one of them. <laughs> there are several. How difficult to find these days.
0: Yeah, dozens, in fact, but not more than dozens. Jeremy, what do you recommend?
1: Okay, so I made a whole fucking project out of this because the thing is, the actors in this movie—it's not their fault.
0: No, no. it's not. No, they're, they're really, really good. Everyone in this cast is wonderful. Like again, Kevin Bacon does a really good job. Theo Germain does a really good job. All of like the other queer teens, like they're all real good. Like. I was almost, as much as we are trashing this movie, and I do not think this is a good movie. Actors involved, please do not take any burden of that. You were all yes. wonderful and did the best you could with what you were given. I was almost tempted
2: to be more forgiving with this movie because all the actors were so good, and all of the like, you know. There's, I was looking up all the actors and everything, and you know, I would hang out with all of them. Including Kevin Bacon, which make the which would make the chart a lot easier to follow with this
1: increase. Yeah. So, to that end, Theo Germain, though I hesitate to recommend anything by Ryan Murphy, because your your experience will will differ based on who you are, is in the politician, and they're great. Who plays Alexandra is in Cam, which is a much better horror movie and about sex work, and has been recommended on here before. You know, I hadn't I haven't seen a lot of stuff that Monique Kim is in, but discovered that she is in something called Street Fighter High: Colon the Musical, which is exciting. Based but on the,
2: to... the Capcom.
1: Yes, plastic. based on the, the Capcom video game franchise. Yes, so Monique Kim plays who plays Maromica in this, plays Makoto in that, which is exciting. And like like I said before, Carrie Preston who plays Cora. Is in both the good wife and the good fight. The good fight is better, but she's in the good wife more. Kevin Bacon is in fucking Tremors. Like he said, it's a good ass movie. I enjoy Tremors. It is somehow manages to be rural and weird without any real like queer bashing or anything like that. One, go watch Anna Chomsky in, in Veep because Veep is great. You can watch My Girl if you want. It's still okay. Oh, uh, Austin Crude, who plays Toby, is in Booksmart which is also a good movie. And Anna Lore, who plays Kim, is in two upsets of Doom Patrol as Penny Farthing. So go check that out, too, because Doom Patrol is great. So, yeah, go see those things instead of seeing they slash them because you, you can't unsee this movie once you've watched it. Fantastic. I think that's all the recommendations there now. Just to wrap up, Morgan, can you let people know more about where they can find you talking about? Hopefully some things you do actually like online.
3: Yes, you can find me at my blog, which is diversityhorror.blogspot.com, where I talk about some of my favorite horror books by diverse authors. So IPOC, queer people, people with disabilities, anyone who is basically a minority, I like to feature their work and promote it. You can also find me at diversity gore on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Fantastic. As for the rest of us, you can find as for the rest of us, you can find Emily at Megamoth on Twitter at mega underscore on Instagram and dot megamoth.net. Ben is on Twitter at Ben McCon and on their website at dot where you can pick up all their books, including pre-ordering yellow Campbell wins their weekend, their debut middle grades novel from Scholastic. And finally, for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrm58 on my website at jeremywhitley.com. And right now you can buy The Dog Night. It is available wherever you are to buy in any fine bookstores. And it does, you know, feature a, a lead who is a black non-binary character. So go check that out. It's a lot of fun. And of course, the podcast is on Patreon at Progressively Horrified. Our website at progressivelyhorrified.transistor.fm. And on our Twitter at pod. Where we'd love to hear from you. Give us your, your opinions on they slash them. It's not going to change our minds, but hopefully we'll have some some fun dialogue there. And speaking of loving to have some fun dialogue, we would love if you would rate and view this podcast and give us five stars, and that'll help us find new listeners wherever we are, wherever they are. Thank you again to Morgan for joining us. I know Good this Morgan. was not the easiest one to jump in on. <laughs> no worries. I
3: had a great time.
1: Us, Thank us. you. And thanks as always to Ben and Emily, who I swore I wouldn't make watch this movie after I saw it the first time. But then lies. I was like, you know what? We probably should a talk dead about of
0: lies. it. Lies. But hey, I hope all y'all mm. podcast listeners enjoyed. May our pain be your pleasure. Which we watch uh, it so you don't have pro- to. Which is probably a line I probably should have saved for a Hellraiser episode. But oh well, I blew it on they slash them. Do it
1: again. We were supposed to do Hellraiser first. It got moved around, so it's it's not your fault. You just had it in the head of the chamber.
0: Exactly.
1: All right. Until next time, stay horrified. Clap. Clap.